1: Sunday right he better I mean well didn't Jeff tell us that little John and Luda are coming too he said Luda that's gonna be rowdy now I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest for a moment here I'm gonna be a little emotional it it takes a lot for us to blow off bleep you Thursday yeah right yeah bleep you Thursday is a hallmark for the entire DMV region definitely it's it, it's damn near religious for a lot of people. Yeah, and today we're going to skip it. Yeah, you might ask, what, why? Why would you skip it? You got to have somebody powerful in that position to go skip it. What about the senior vice president for strategic communications of the American Gaming Association? That's a big dude. That's that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, joining us now are our friend, Mr. Joe Maloney, formerly of the Commanders. Now I'm going to say say it again. Senior, Senior VP Strategic Communications. I called you a lobbyist earlier. Clearly, that's incorrect.
3: <laughs> it's a lot more to the game. than just <laughs> true leather on the on Capitol Hill.
1: Um, Joe's our boy. You're out here with American Gaming. I gamble all the time. Most of it's responsibly, except for Tuesday night at the Mirage. Um, a lot of people will bet this weekend that don't normally bet. What do they need to
3: know? Yeah, and and much gratitude to you. You're you're operating. You're betting in a legal, with a legal sportsbook. Sometimes, uh, and that's what we appreciate more than anything,
1: <laughs> JP. The legality of betting, I think you and I could debate over a, uh, <laughs> a a glass of brown liquor.
3: I'm not sure we can because we've got 38 states plus the District of Columbia are legal and live, especially in our region. So we're surrounded with uh, the legal, a healthy and regulated legal marketplace, and that's first and foremost this weekend. As 68 million Americans, uh, we have a survey that says 68 million Americans will have. Some form of action on the game. Do, like, Super
1: Bowl squares count?
3: Yes, we, that includes Super Bowl squares and the things folks are doing at home, I'm not, family even, and friends. I'm
1: not even having our usual argument about legality with betting. But can, like, DraftKings or whatever run a squares pool? How do you
3: even do that? So, no, we're putting a survey out to basically assess American sentiment around this weekend and their betting habits. Okay, So it's not like, are you going to bet with a legal operator and do X, Y, and Z on that platform? It's just like, how are you going to engage in, in in however manner you choose to, uh, with 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 gambling uh, on the big game this weekend, so six eight million Americans some form of bet, represents about twenty three billion dollars in total That's a lot handle. Of damn money. So, uh, we're excited. And the way to do it responsibly to answer your question at the jump, you know, one we have a uh, we have a partnership called Have a Game Plan where we work with leagues and teams so they can communicate responsible responsibility messages to their fans. And so the first thing, you know. In the legal marketplace is where you're going to find all the consumer protection. So use legal operators. Two, stick to a budget. Sure. Go in, go in with with a budget in mind, and that's it. Three, keep it fun, keep it social. Don't let it take away from your enjoyment of the game. This is an adult form of entertainment; it should be fun. And then finally, just know the odds. Like know what you're doing when you're yeah. going into certain bets. So I you mean,
0: shouldn't be betting like you know, and where well, you, you you're sitting there worried about how much you bet.
3: You should not. It, you right. should not take away your enjoyment of the game itself. Yeah. What um, Absolutely.
1: what is so, t- what was the number fifty-eight or 68? sixty-eight? Million sixty-eight million Americans. What is the average bet? Five bucks.
3: We have, uh, according to our survey, the average bet is fifty-two bucks.
1: Fifty-two dollars. All right. Interesting. Yeah. Um, now, do you break that down demographically? Men, women, race, any of that kind of stuff?
3: We do. We do have plenty of that information. Uh, we don't release that information. <laughs> you no. want to release it here? Not, not, not today. But we do have a good understanding of the, of, of the marketplace, and obviously. You know, this, more than anything, is sort of a historic moment in betting because we are here in Las Vegas for the first time. So it's a combination of the energy around a Super Bowl in Las Vegas, again, legalization moving rapidly throughout the country. So you're finding more and more interest in betting, and it's engaging new and different types of bettors. I mean, again, above all, though, let's just make it fun this weekend and bet responsibly. Dude,
1: it's Super Bowl. Make it fun. Throw 20 bucks on the over and enjoy yourself and and. Yeah, don't do anything you shouldn't do. I think that's that a, shouldn't harm you. Yeah, moderation, man. Everything in moderation, um, including blackjack at the Mirage at midnight. Um, so, Maloney, let's let's talk other stuff. You, I I've been saying the Cliff Kingsbury hire. I don't know how his offense will be run, but he speaks quarterback, and that matters to me. Brian Johnson, that they're they're poaching. Eh, poaching is the wrong word, but he's was with Philly, coming to DC. He speaks quarterback. When I think of you, you speak Capitol Hill. And I loudly um, voice my disdain for most of these people on both sides of the aisle. Um, But the RFK Stadium bill, I care about tremendously. Um, My folks I know and trust, you probably know, honestly, are telling me that it looks like it's really moving, that it's going to get out of the house, it's been through markup. How, How likely is the RFK Stadium bill to happen, and how far along in the process are we?
3: Yeah, if this were a nine-inning baseball game, I I, I definitely think we're through the first third of the game. Mm. And that's significant. And and what I would say to your listeners that are interested in the city having an opportunity to do something with that land, whether it includes the, the football team or not, whether it includes the commanders or not, a significant amount of progress was even made this week. So for the first time in the history of the city and the club and other interested stakeholders working on this issue, you finally have a standalone piece of legislation that has the support of Democrats and Republicans on Capitol Hill, powerful Democrats and Republicans on Capitol Hill. And you also have the city and the city's delegate, lone delegate, Eleanor Holmes Norton, all working in sync and coordination. Those are the ingredients to get bill passage. It, it, it's still, even in my three years with the club, it was still astonishing to me that to bring the District of Columbia to the quote-unquote table, with a site to negotiate with the club, it required an act of Congress. And as you guys know, that's not something Congress is great at doing, actually passing bills and acting. So right now there is this opportunity where there's enough momentum and there's enough progress that you can kind of see it forward. And the important thing I would point out about Tuesday's activity in the House Natural Resources Committee, which is the jurisdictional committee that oversees public lands, which, of course, RFK sits on public lands. That's why we're going through this exercise. That bill was voted out in a voice vote, that it was so overwhelmingly uh, agreeable to Democrats and Republicans, they didn't even need to do a recorded vote. And so the goal now is to, and that sends a big signal, Mitch and JP, to the House leadership, to the speaker, to the majority leader, to the Democratic minority leader to be like, okay, like we had two committees pass this with overwhelmingly bipartisan uh, majorities. Like we can bring this to the House floor and no one's going to play any games with it.
1: What are the chances some
3: jackass plays games?
1: Because that's what these dudes do. So in order to, And I use dudes gender neutrally. In
3: order to play games uh, in such a scenario like this, and, and the goal being to get this to ha- pass the House under suspension, which means two-thirds of the House have to sort of generally agree that this is going to be okay, that bill needs to go through the majority leader in the Speaker's office, and they need to know that not more than 70 or so people are going to throw a fit on the House floor. And I think we're in. I think the, the club, I should say, is in really good position. Uh, Representative Scott Perry, who sat on the oversight committee, a Republican from Central Pennsylvania, he voiced a lot of concerns about the bill when it was going through House oversight, which he sat on.
1: I'm sure a dude from Central Pennsylvania should matter in this. Please go back to your shanty.
3: <laughs> for what it's worth, he represents. For, for what, for Get what the it, hell for, out what here. It, for what it's worth, I th- believe he represents Carlisle, Pennsylvania, where Dickinson College was yeah. former former preseason home of the uh, of the Redskins. Uh, even he put out a statement saying this is moving in the right direction, and he had concerns around federal funding going to the construction of a stadium. So this is moving in the right direction. If Virginia and Maryland delegates were to try to play games, there's not enough of them. Uh, but, again, I think this, this moves through the House in a very non-controversial controversial way. At that point, we're about four and a half so innings through the del- action, and then we got to go to the Senate. Yeah,
1: give me the analogy. So you're saying we're in the bottom of the fourth? Probably, yeah. yes. Getting to the Senate gets us to the bullpen. We're in the seventh inning or so? Yeah. And Joe B.'s just signing this thing. There's no question about that support. Right? Oh,
3: absolutely. No concern there. Correct. So
1: likelihood it happens.
3: I place – so the, the here's the big thing, JP. What, what makes this difficult is the Senate doesn't really vote, along, vote on standalone pieces of legislation. It's just not how the Senate is able to move. Mm-hmm. So what will need to take place – and and this is where my percentages go up dramatically and it's contingent upon something happening happening in the very near future in the Senate, which is the energy and natural resources uh, committee will receive this bill. They will then determine its activity on that. It's very, very important that that committee chaired by Joe Manchin from West Virginia and the top Republican on that committee is John Barrasso. It's very important that they have a hearing and they have a markup on that bill and that this bill passes. If that happens, I would say the the likelihood of this happening is somewhere between 70 and 80% because at that point you have again broad bipartisan support in the Senate and they just need to take this bill and get it attached to something moving through before the end of the year. Put
1: it with the money. The money gets through. <laughs> right in the, the omnibus or whatever it's
3: like an, put omnibus, it with the money. an omnibus spending bill uh, a national defense authorization act yeah. bill that moves through money you know, and it, rockets it put ha- it in there get this thing through <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and, it, and and that's how the senate is typically conducting its policy making because it's hard to get 60 votes um to avoid a filibuster on any standalone piece of legislation so again i, I i'm i'm very optimistic but here's what congress doesn't care about they don't care about a football team's timing on when they need to make a decision on a yeah, stadium. Yeah. And that's why this year is really, really important because we're in an election year. So if this bill does not get through before the end of this year. When is this a, year? It's a, May? It's a, What
1: What constitutes this year?
3: December 31st.
1: Uh, of 24. Of, of yeah. 24. Okay, all right, yeah, so you yeah, got the whole year. Yeah.
3: yeah. So you have the whole year to get this thing done, and if it doesn't get done, you got to start all over again, again in a new session of Congress. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. With, 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 with new members in, in each of those. And so Who knows? Maybe, maybe a great chairperson that's been supporting this loses his election, or maybe another great chairperson that supported this lose, decides she wants to retire. you got to start all over again. So you, know, you don't want to have to do that because at that point, the, the club is going to say, gosh— we might have to wait two more so years. that's,
1: that's yeah. the biggest thing here. And I feel he talks about these politicians like we talk about, like, linebackers coaches, yeah, like yeah, the way you can yeah. just rattle off their names. Um, they're all crooks. I just want to be clear about that. <laughs> uh, they're probably betting illegally, Maloney. Um, <laughs> we were talking with our friend Joe Maloney from the American Gaming Association who, who speaks Capitol Hill. He knows what these people are trying to do and not do. Sounds like RFK is moving forward. But do you remember that great Kentucky team that, was going undefeated and they got to the final four and Wisconsin with commit whatever that kid's name was, they beat Kentucky in the final four and everybody's like, Oh my God, what a win for Wisconsin. Then they go and lose to Duke in the finals. I feel like getting RFK authorization back to the city is
3: huge, but does that necessarily mean they get the stadium deal done? No, absolutely not. And I mean, as of 30 days ago when I was still employed by the club, This was still a multi-jurisdictional exercise, but you can't call it a multi-jurisdictional exercise if D.C. is not at the table. Yeah. So this just pulls forward the district with a site to formally engage with the club about what a partnership could look like on that parcel of land with an interesting, you know, sports entertainment anchored economic development project. So, no, it's not a done deal. And, look, I would get that question a lot when I was on the Hill, which is like, hey, if we do this, does this mean the commanders go there? And I was like, it it doesn't. But I would get the same question when I was in Richmond or I was in Annapolis. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, if we pass a stadium authority bill, does it mean this? Hey, if we, you know, add titled money under the MSA, Maryland Stadium Authority title, you know, will it mean you do this? It's like, no, because we have to – the club at the time, and I think the club currently, they need to know and they need to have a good understanding of what incentives are in place, what programs are in place, what tax structures could look like, I will say though, JP, I, I, I believe very, very strongly that it, it, it is so important to have the district represented in this conversation. Sure, like it, mm-hmm. it's just it's just so important. First of all, the advocacy that I did that was obviously blessed by our previous owner, by by our team president, and and then uh, in the last several months by by uh, Josh Harris and the ownership group. Whether or not the ultimate outcome is the district including us in its plans for rfk it still reflects the values of the organization this is where you played Mitch. Mm-hmm. it's where there were three super bowl titles won it it is as as jason Wright typically said you normally said it's the spiritual home and so of of the club so it, it again it represents the values of the organizations to work really hard that coordination was deeply appreciated by the city uh, again i i viewed our role with with advocacy around rfk and capitol hill as as i think really bringing some professionalization to the exercise and look i look the chances of it happening now in, in dc without a site are zero right right right, right, right so yeah. now suddenly it so the Yeah,
1: it puts more pressure on the other people too let's do some rapid fire here um is there another site in dc that could work or is it rfk or bust
3: it's rfk or bust that's that's my personal opinion speaking post-employment it's sure. rfk or bust okay yeah
1: yeah um Wiz and Caps, at least it it appears, are moving to Virginia, moving to Old Town, um, building that big arena there. Does that impact the commanders getting to RFK? Does that make the city want somebody more? Does that take Virginia out of the running?
3: That's a tough rapid-fire question. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If you ask for (laughs) rapid-fire, then he give you a long win. With respect to the commander stadium search, I'll say this, and it requires a very long answer, but there is a pre- uh, monumental. Ex- there was a there was a pre-monumental period of, of this work with the commanders, and then a post-monumental period. It it had a very big blast radius. It, I bet re- it really did. Mm-hmm. Well, dude, I mean, it really it's did. a
1: lot of state money. They're probably not going to give out a lot of state money to two different things, right? Well,
3: I, I'm not necessarily concerned about whether or not the Commonwealth has additional financial means to support an investment. They have it. I there. An investment. <laughs> All that in, car tax. Right. I I I, I,
1: that I don't. New I'm not, car you got? Damn, B. That's a big old car tax.
3: I'm not necessarily concerned about about that specifically. It's just it comes down to political capital. Sure. And how those in government, elected or otherwise, those communicating with government, lobbyists, et cetera, how do you want to spend that capital and how do you want to deploy it? If a Northern Virginia Democrat or Republican was like, gosh, I just took a hard vote on this, yeah.
1: You're not doing I'm, it again.
3: I, look, I spent a lot of money on a graduate degree, uh, and the one thing I learned about it was that the most important thing that a lot of elected stakeholders and elected officials are concerned about is their own re-election. <laughs> and, and, and Yo, so, the
1: NFL's about self-preservation, self-preservation. so is politics. And, 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 so,
3: and so sometimes that's the discussion, so that's one thing to keep an eye on. And then, yes, like the impact on D.C. and then how D.C. looks at its economic fate moving forward and whether or not includes a professional sports franchise – having lost potentially having lost two anchor sports franchises so that that's that's certainly something that has a very very important implications that i think we're still sorting through and sure. ultimately and it still has
1: to get through. it'll be determined
3: right. this session down in richmond on whether or not this Potomac Yards development moves forward, which, it, which I just, as an aside, I think it will move forward.
1: Yeah, I, I don't think all those people come together at the same place. If it makes you feel better, I spent a lot of money on a graduate degree to be a political reporter, and I now host a segment called Bleep You Thursday. So it clearly paid off. Well, you're clearly, uh,
3: you're clearly doing well as a, as a political <laughs> uh, radio show right now. Um, rapid Fire, you
1: were, we said the, that once, you were with the Commanders three years? Three years. Three years. Uh,
3: best moment? Ah, great question. There's so many, so many, so many great moments. I I would probably say we had the opportunity to support a school that was terribly, terribly in need of of, of support, and uh, that was the Digital Pioneers Academy. And we, we had, had a story on them. And we had the got, just, a, mean, just just a just a, a, a school that, that suffered unspeakable gun violence tragedies and. That's the power of this franchise, that's the power of the yep. NFL to go in there and just take that football team and literally adopt them. And I give I give the the community relations team led by Valerie Bibberai a lot of credit. It was just that a was great, cool. It was just a great example of a way that we can use the power of this franchise mm-hmm. to impact lives. And to see them come back a few months later to training camp and, and throw the ball around, come to games, yep. be in the tunnel. Like I, I just felt like that and I'll tell you what, that's what I missed the most about that job was just giving two tickets to somebody that wasn't wasn't going to have the opportunity to go to a game like that—that that moment, it, it just like my heart just bursts thinking about those mm-hmm. opportunities. So, I would say our support for Digital uh, Pioneers Academy was was the most meaningful moment uh, for me. Uh, worst moment? There were a lot of there were a lot of tough moments, and <laughs> and obviously uh, having spent two and a half years under previous ownership, there was there was a tremendous amount of high pressure packed moments. Honestly, though, some of the toughest moments were were seeing results on the field not go the way I wanted them to and just seeing the look in fans as they were leaving the stadium. I mean, that's – look, like this – the responsibility when you work for an NFL franchise at at a very high level, you got to remind yourself it's not about you. It's about about the fans, and it's about a 90-year historic franchise. And so I was always reminded of that after the game. Seeing the look on fans, whether we won or whether we lost, and the toughest moments were just like when we lost. I mean, we were talking about that Thursday night game, half this time of that Bears game. Like yeah. that, that was just like so hard, and to be walking out of that stadium, and-, and it was Thursday night, and it was national television, and and like that was that was just a tough moment to to see, to see our fans sort of work work through those emotions, and you know, again, like this job was great because of the fans. It, it truly, truly was. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, last one. Um, I went I went to U2 at the Sphere last night, and they have a song lyric that's, you're dangerous because you're honest. What does Ashburn think of the Be Mitch and Finley program?
3: I mean, look, they, they clearly love you so much. They gave you space in the parking lot to broadcast from. <laughs> they have since brought me inside.
1: <laughs> I I am no longer doing the show from the back of my truck, although we did it for a while.
3: I, I think that he, says yeah. it all. There's the proof. Look at you. You're inside the gate He's now. You're inside the gate now. Are there. you in an air-conditioned environment?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's overly air conditioned. Yeah, it's
0: never heated. It's cold as
3: hell. <laughs> it's it's cold as
1: hell. But the AC works well.
3: So there's some form of conditioned air now where you can do your show. Yeah, that's that's all you need. You moving on up? Now. That's all you need to know.
1: maloney very very strategic in answering this question.
3: Uh, they love B.
1: B's doing all their shows.
3: Uh, he's a legend. He's 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 a future <laughs> hall of famer. He's he's in our ring of honor. He's. He is royalty when he walks in. Last, last one. Responsibly, give me your Super Bowl pick. I, my ten-year-old son and uh, a teammate of his, convinced me it's got to be the Chiefs. They laid out the case. I think the performance against Baltimore, the defensive performance against Baltimore, was wildly impressive. So I would definitely, uh, I definitely like the Chiefs this weekend.
1: Joe Maloney likes the Chiefs responsibly. Thank you for doing this. Uh, You knew there would be some curveballs, so I appreciate your time. I'm the worst person (laughs) on rapid fire. Never never ask the lobbyists (laughs) to talk
3: quickly and succinctly. Thank you, gentlemen. That's our guy Joe Joe Maloney. Peter
1: Rosenberg joins us next. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left fifteen days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. Ninety plus days with device and eligible carrier. And timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Be Mitchell Finley, one oh six seven. The Fan Live Radio Row, Las Vegas, Nevada. Effie Obata is here. Huh. Uh, Commanders DN, who's now I believe slated for free agency in about a month. Um, I think Terry McLaurin is here Yeah, I somewhere. saw Terry.
0: Terry's over there at the Bounty. At the Bounty. Yeah, uh um, have a little Letterman,
1: Bounty Letterman jacket. Bounty has been very popular this week because they're giving away wings. chicken wings. Oh, Jennifer King is here. Just saw her walk by. Uh, got some, some burgundy and gold representing out here. Uh, from New York City, I believe, we are now going to go to our friend, Mr. Peter Rosenberg. Gross. Peter, what's going on, dude? How are you?
0: Yo, how's Vegas, guys? What's happening? It um, is
1: fantastic. It, it, dude, I went to the Sphere last night. Have you been? I saw, I saw on Instagram. How were you? Was it uh, you too? It was you too. Yeah. It was. Um, and how was it? That place is pretty phenomenal, man. It's it's a truly unique I- experience. And, <laughs> I, I mean, it, what they can do visually, like at times you don't know where to look. Like, should I look at the performers on the stage or should I just look at the screen and the screen is like over your head? It, it's it's pretty remarkable dude honestly
0: i know I, I don't like giving dolan credit for much and i know they're struggling to make money right now but i have to imagine at some point like once all the artists have figured out how to use the venue i have to imagine that place is going to be pretty awesome
1: yeah dude and the, the one thing being there like i don't know who the biggest acts in the i guess it's taylor swift and beyonce right now mm-hmm. probably the biggest in the world they are but like yeah I, ideally they don't just do residencies because i think if you could get an artist while they're at their peak in there would really be something because U two's a, a great band i mean they're, they're legends right but like they're probably not at their best right now as, as compared to where they've been but it's still a, a phenomenal phenomenal show um the other show out here obviously is super bowl i'm curious i'm you guys aren't here are you coming out here no, I, I'm out. We were we retired.
0: My show sort of retired from Radio Row a few years ago, which I have mixed feelings about. Like, depending on the year, I can be glad. This year, I have a little FOMO. I probably would have liked to be in Vegas this week. Um, I, I'm a I'm a Vegas guy. I enjoy it generally, and this one does seem pretty fun. Plus, WWE has a monster press conference tonight yeah, with Rock tonight. and Roman Reigns. What is that, dude? Are they actually.
1: Are they wrestling tonight?
0: No, no. So the reason it's getting a whole lot of talk is because everyone thought that where we were going for WrestleMania is this long story finally kind of coming to a head between Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns. And then last week at the end of SmackDown, The Rock showed up. And the way at least it feels to fans is is, is, – like, the WWE thought everyone would be like, yes, The Rock. And instead, everyone's like, boo, we want Cody. Um, <laughs> and so now it's really? now it's created this really organic controversy. Um, and so they announced this presser for tonight where The Rock and Roman and Cody will all be there. So everyone now is going to be tuning into this presser that they're doing on Peacock and YouTube as if it's like, Dude, I can't even imagine how many people are going to be watching that. Day. In my world, this press conference is bigger than the Super Bowl this week. So it's, <laughs>
1: wow, it's, wow. A, good
0: week. it's a good week in Vegas, man. I'm, and plus, the food, I'm just yeah. a big, like, relax in Vegas. I'm not a big gambler, but it's a good place to hang, and there are obviously so many people from our business there to hang with.
1: Man, we, the, we had two we, great two, meals. Yeah, the meals we had have been outstanding. We did uh, Zuma. Where, where, where have you been? Zuma, Zuma and Prime. Zuma's at Cosmo. Uh, and, Prime's at, like, and Prime is at um, Bellagio. You
0: you guys should go to SW tonight.
1: You know you where I'm to going. SW. Tonight and, I'm going. You're to going home. People. Yeah, I'm going to Dulles. JP, I needed I'm you going. here to watch JP, though, to be honest <laughs> with you.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I bet. I. boy, you guys are doing it the right way, because so you guys you guys got to be out there, enjoy the week. And be home for a normal weekend and, and take in the Super Bowl at home like this is well, this J- is called doing it you're not amateurs you're doing it like pros well
1: i leave uh saturday jp leaves tonight i have the father daughter dance that's yeah. why i have to leave um oh wow yeah i got that tomorrow night and uh that frankly is is more important so um dude let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl i'm sure you guys have been covering it from every angle up there what uh who do you like what do you what do you make of the matchup
0: well, you know, I um I really I feel like most people that I've spoken to I, I've I've sorta of felt the same way, which is throughout the week just sort of been saying, How do you bet against Mahomes? You know, I, uh-huh. I, I thought they'd lose at Buffalo, I thought they'd lose at Baltimore, and here we are. How can I possibly bet against them? And and then, you know, uh as as a as one of your beloved colleagues would often talk about, I, I thought about the old smell test. Ah, the, sure. The one-and-a-half-point the one line in favor of San Francisco, when it's a neutral site and everybody that I talk to, all the regular Joes, love Kansas City. It just made me think, is San Francisco going to win by, like, 17 points? And we're going to be like, why were they favored? Because you really feel like, based on talking to the public, wouldn't you guys feel like Kansas City should be a three-point favorite just based on that?
1: Yes. And, yeah. dude, and, and them on the road. Two really tough places to win. Win twice on the road. The Niners have looked suspect at home against the secondary. Exactly. secondary. It doesn't make any suspect. sense, dude. It doesn't make any sense.
0: So, like, that's why, to me, because of all those factors, yeah, San Francisco is really – I mean they, they they absolutely should have lost to Green Bay. They a 1000% should have lost to Detroit. Now they're going to go up against a, a, a juggernaut in in all-time Super Bowl history basically at this point in Reed Mahomes and Kelsey. And yet they're favored. To me that I don't know man that just makes me think we don't understand it but there but San Francisco wins by a touchdown or more. That's kind of where I'm leaning to. And I I don't understand it cuz my heart tells me KC but I don't know. The, the line just freaks me out. Yeah, Peter I, Peter picks the 49ers to blow out the Chiefs. That's what I'm uh, on.
1: bitch is taking notes because <laughs> Jeff Jeff refuses to take notes. Um, hey, how are you feeling a week later about Dan Quinn and company?
0: Uh, let's see. Am I feeling any different a week later? Um, well, first and now of all, you after know the coordinators, we talk. Too, yeah, I mean, after we talked, first of all, I, we got to do a second of post mortem on, on Eric B. Enemy. I mean, because sure. it wasn't official then. You know, when we spoke last week, it obviously looked like he would certainly be gone. Now it's official that he's not a part of the team, and I like—I'm stuck right between. I feel bad for him, and yeah, but he didn't do anything the second half of the year to, to really make me feel like. This is a guy you have to keep. Because let's be honest, it's an aggressive move, a very aggressive move to completely start over and keep one of your coordinators on a, on a losing football team. That, yeah. that would have been a really aggressive move. Now, it would have been a plausible aggressive move if all of us said, hey, man, that year was really bad, but how about that offense? But honestly, that's not what any of us were saying. So how can I really feel bad for him? I I guess ultimately the question is about why did Eric the enemy leave Kansas city in the first place? Um, You know, did he really think there was not a better chance to just kind of stick it out in Kansas city and see if Reed retires, if he gets the shot. Um, So anyways, happy trails to Eric the enemy. Uh, There were about five weeks there when I thought that guy was the man. Um, And then things were not great. Um, I, I feel you know, I really feel as the week's gone on, like this was probably the right thing to do given the circumstance. You know, it's sort of where we landed when we talked last week. It's it's not sexy when I see his name, when I when I physically see him, he does not get me like, oh man, we found our dude.
2: Right. You know, like
0: like we talked about, it's sort of like seeing a picture of John Fox. It's a guy, you know, and when they and when you see that guy with the uh, with people superimposing the, the Commander's logo on him, yeah, it's not exactly the same feeling as if we saw Belichick wearing a Commander's sweatshirt with cut-off sleeves. Right, right, But right. I, I think, given the circumstance, it, it is what it is. I hate to be so generic, but I don't see how you could have a much – are there people out there who have a much stronger feeling than that?
1: I think a lot of people just start really talking themselves into it, right? Like, like if you're a diehard fan, you have season tickets – you know, you you painted the, your basement burgundy and gold. I think by now a lot of those folks have just been like, yeah, you know what? He is the man. Dallas's defense was awesome, yeah. and we're going to win twelve games. I, I think there are some of those folks, but I think, I think for most people, this is a we'll see what happens. Yeah, higher, wait and see. Yeah, which I think is okay. I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, and let's be
0: realistic. I've said this on your show before. I I, I appreciate the people who still have season tickets and have been through it all. Well, let's be honest. Those people all need a mental health evaluation, so <laughs> we should not be taking them seriously. I agree I with mean, you. I mean, to have <laughs> stuck through all of this and then be like, oh, no, 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 Dan Quinn's the guy. I mean, I love you. You're people we need. No one will ever accuse you of, of jumping on the Redskins bandwagon, if you will. But we also can't trust you. Uh, so let's, uh, let's wait and see. And, I mean, I, I, see, just this right. will be – between now and April will be the most intriguing period maybe, you know, leading up to a draft since 2012, right? I, I hope it's the situation, Peter, where we're celebrating and enjoying
1: winning in the season and not the offseason this time. For sure. Peter, last one. You only get to have one food at your Super Bowl party. What is the one food? Oh, man.
0: <laughs> that is so t- that is so brutal um I, I, in my head where i immediately went to is like the chips and dip um and i'm a seven layer dip i love when someone brings a seven layer dip to a super bowl party so good to me it's bet- bet- between between like the tostitos and the seven layer dip and then and the wings that to yeah. me is where the conversation is I'm going to go with the dip, the chips and dip, on account of, like, I eat wings a lot throughout the year. I don't really do the chips and seven-layer dip any other day but the Super Bowl.
1: There you have it. Get some dip. Send some dip to NYC. Peter, thank you for the time, bro. Always appreciate it. Safe
0: travels, boys. Take care, brother.
1: That's our guy, Peter Rosenberg. You can follow him on X and Instagram at Rosenberg Radio. Right now, I've got to tell you some good news espn bet is now live in the dmv as the official sports book of espn espn bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite espn personalities and shows sign up today and new users get 100 bucks in bonus bets for making any sportsbook bet find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering cross sport parlays teasers and all the props you can handle that's espn bet download today what a play must be twenty one plus and present within the state of Maryland or Virginia to participate. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See the app for details. B <laughs> Mitchell Finley one oh six seven the fan. So last night I went to the Sphere. Um, it is very very cool. I sincerely recommend it to anybody coming out here to Vegas. There's a lot. It's it's visually stunning. Um, I got to say this, they got some hippie shows coming up. They got Fish in April, and then they've got Dead & Company this summer. Those are my people. You coming back? I, I really want to. I don't know. We'll see. But, like, to everybody that I know that goes to shows, and I know kind of what happens at shows, take it easy the first time you go. <laughs> because there's a lot going on in there, and there are moments where – I could easily see it bugging people out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but dude, the, the visuals are, are just stunning. Um, the acoustics are really awesome. Like, some. Do you po-
0: think the uh, the performers go through that same thing that you think the, the 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 people out there in the audience are going through? Probably.
1: At least <laughs> some of them. Um, here, here's, dude. I I took notes because I wanted to be able to like legit talk about this thing. Um, so they played the album Octung Baby, which came out in 91. I remember wearing that tape out. I had a Walkman with that tape. Uh-huh. Um, I love that album. Um, one thing that's tough, they played it in album like chronological order, and that means they played one, which is arguably their greatest song, really early because that was like the fourth track on that album. Uh-huh. Um, I would have liked to hear that for the encore, but that's okay. It was still phenomenal. Um, I thought End of the World was fantastic and the 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 stage the the screen it was like it felt like you were outside at various times Mm -hmm. which is hard to explain but it it, it's just it's just remarkable um the crowd was kind of dead it reminded me of a super bowl crowd frankly because there's a lot of corporate people a lot of older folks (laughs) let the price point is so high all that um but it, it it was really really incredible um it was it was very cool. They they did a sunrise for Streets Have No Name. That was just incredible. Um it, it was phenomenal, man. I can't recommend it enough. Uh Jeff, how'd the bets go?
0: Okay, so B, you sitting at one and two. Um, B, I'm sitting at one and
1: two. JP, you're sitting at two and one. What time did B go to sleep last night? Uh Brian is recording an interview now with Jamal Lewis. We're going to have for tomorrow. Shout out to Jamal Lewis once won me a fantasy football title. I appreciate you, man. Um, What what was the number for B? I would take the over.
0: 135.
1: Um, I would take the over, but I don't know definitively on that. What do you guys like tonight?
0: I got uh, Beamich over 14 and a half ounces of meat consumed.
1: Ooh, that's a good one. That's a lot of meat. Um, what do you got, Jeff?
0: I am looking. This computer taking all day to load. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm going to take VMI plus 15 and a half, playing at home against Chattanooga. VMI is terrible. They're four and 19, and yet I'm going to take them, getting 15 and a half points tonight. Uh, but Beamish can be on VMI too. Thank you to everybody that joined the program today. Thank you to our friend Joe Maloney. Thank you to the boys in the aquarium taking good care of us. Thank you to Tahani Jones. Thank you to Dan Kaplan. Sincere big time thank you to Maryland head football coach, Mr. Mike Loxley. Grant and Danny coming your way next. You made it this far. Biban shows you a beer.
2: Florida Atlantic,
1: minus six and a half.
2: Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it
0: is essential that we conclusively sports the clock at four donchich
2: the step back three you music you set my world on fire. Yeah, and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on tune in go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening